Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with John Hogue. John, I believe this is your third year on our New Year's Eve prophecy shows, right? It is indeed, and uh, it's getting, as you were saying, 20 years of you being on coast. That's amazing. So what are some of the things you've said in the—our first one was 2020. Yeah. What, what did you talk about in those days? Well, it, we've, we talked first about how uh, 2020 was the year that I called everybody shut down, and it looked at all the stuff that was going on with the elections. Um, it also, I think we talked a bit about how uh, it would, you know, that the, a lot of things that I was warning at the end of 2020 if, if sort of happened, you know, with Biden astrologically showing himself to have been a worse choice than Trump. And I, I don't think, a lot, back then a lot of people were upset about me saying that. I don't think there's so many upset now. Uh, and, and, let me, you know, and let me say this, too. You have no political agenda. I've known you for 20 years. You have no political agenda. You say it the way you feel it, prophetically, and, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is, and it's a, uh, you know, the way I look at the future is as if I'm looking about 300 years into the future back to this place of the past, where politics is no longer run by ego because 300 years from now they're looking back and saying how do we survive the 2020s <laughs> exactly uh and the answer to that actually is that only only when things get this hyped up do people pull out of their old habits and transform the thing that i'm I mean, we're seeing it right now in something that's incredibly dangerous in 2021, and that is the potential of three Cuban Missile Crisis events. Uh, Two that most people know about, the one that's imminently almost happening with Ukraine, I would say from just looking at things without um, an agenda, that it always amazes me how... Uh, like the referee throwing the yellow flag, uh, the mainstream media who are in the pocket of the military-industrial complex will never show you the footage of Ukraine advancing on the Donbass separatist line, half their army, and firing hundreds of U.S.-made rockets indiscriminately into Donetsk and Lugansk. Kill, I've seen the footage, killing people, civilians, um, that uh, you'll be told that the Russians are 179,000 Russians are on the border, and you'll see satellite. I think I even reported that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It was only 10,000, and it was, and they just left, and people were saying, oh, this is a Putin doing some gesture to... To, for the talks that are coming next week. No, that's if you understand the situation not with all that agenda before your blind eyes. It's something they regularly do on their border, and anyone who's in the military understands that, especially in the Russian winters and stuff, that you do exercises on your frontiers. You don't keep troops there. Um, the, the, the tanks, the equipment, the troops will, will, will wear down and lose morale. So it's a constant flow from the main bases, which, by the way, are 200 kilometers from the border. Um, you know, the other thing you won't hear is that Ukraine 
signed to the Minsk agreements to peacefully talk directly with the leaders of the breakaway republics to sort out what is a Ukrainian problem. Uh, the Russians uh, have done something very dramatic in the last month. They have done something that actually happened. This is kind of a karmic echo, because this Ukrainian thing is our first of the three potential things that are coming. Um, some good and some bad news first, and then some good news. Helen. All right. Um, the what has happened is a karmic echo to Cuban Missile Crisis. If you want to understand, I mean, what I try to do is help people understand at least what the other side sees. Not that I'm agreeing with it. It's amazing how people react very negatively to that. But I'm going to do it anyway because... Yeah, you're not a pro-Putin guy. You're just calling it the way you see it. Just simply saying that if you want to understand where the Russians are right now and the karmic echo concept, which I've played before over the last 20 years, is where you get an Alice in a looking glass moment where... Something that happened like the Cuban Missile Crisis or the Gulf of Tonkin in 1964 with a Texan Democratic president in 2003. It's the weapons of mass destruction that Saddam Hussein didn't have, just like the Gulf of Tonkin was probably firing at lightning in the distance. Yeah, that got us into Vietnam, didn't it? got a jungle quagmire, and then the karmic echo, the reverse image, is a desert quagmire. Two Texas presidents, one's a Democrat, the other's a Republican. You see this kind of karmic echo, this looking glass reverse image is also happening with the Cuban Missile Crisis with it. And did, it Nostrad- did Nostradamus kind of talk about stuff like that in his quatrains? Well, uh, yes, very much. I'll get to that in a moment about NATO. He actually named it in his anagrams. But hmm. we'll get to that in a moment, and it may be the date for February of 2022. We'll get to that. But before we get to that, the the thing is that you've got um, President Kennedy and the U.S., when they discovered there were missiles 90 miles off the U.S. coast in Cuba, that was an existential threat to the United States. It was putting the U.S. back up against the wall. Five minutes, 20 million people could be killed by missiles. So Khrushchev could say, like we're saying about Ukraine right now, that, oh, well, you know, it's sovereign freedom. If the Cubans want to put missiles, our missiles there, if we want to be there. And Kennedy just swept that aside and said, look, if you don't pull the missiles out, we'll destroy them and take Cuba back. This, you are threatening our existence. What NATO has done since the promise was made never to take a step further east in 1990 this inexorable advance of NATO gobbling up what was the Warsaw Pact alliances, which all dissolved after the end of the war. They understood that there was no reason for being for the Warsaw Pact. Unfortunately, NATO, which has no reason for being, is trying to create a reason for being, calling itself a defense organization, when in fact it is advancing on the territories of Russia right up to the most dangerous, open place for the Russians, and their scene with Ukraine is our scene with Cuba. They've had enough, and they mean it. You know, uh, equally with the fellow who was talking earlier on your show about China and Taiwan, a similar situation, that's the other crisis. 
Well, and the other thing with the Cuban Missile Crisis, John, and the truth be known to everyone, we had missiles in Turkey right next to Russia. That's right. And, it, and if it wasn't for a deal that was made by Robert Kennedy, the head of the Justice Department, with Dobrynin of the Soviet Union, the ambassador, uh, it's an ironic situation because the Cuban Missile Crisis has defined my life. I, I had a very powerful premonition. I was just I'm almost eight years old when all that happened. Really? Yeah, and I, had, I saw it coming. I write about it in my book, Nostradamus Premonitions of 911. The three premonitions I've had, very powerful ones in my life, defining, changing life things, and it so happened that that Saturday, the twenty, what, the twenty seventh, was when Robert Kennedy and Dobrynin met, and Kennedy said, "Look, and I cannot tell you more firmly, we must have an answer tomorrow, Sunday." And you know the implication being we're going to war. Yep, the generals were all over that thing. Now, guess what? 29th of October was my eighth birthday. Uh huh. And so, so the reason why all these years, 60 years later, because it's October of this year is is the anniversary. 60 years later, we have now had the karmic echo. There now the karmic echo. Now the good news. This. I think some people in the U.S. government are actually listening to the, to the Russians and understanding that we need to talk this. The Russians set out last week or two an amazing, breathtaking, uh, kind of completely redefining the security reality of NATO, America, and Russia in a way where everybody backs off from this encroachment, this stuff that's been happening to something that might actually bring peace to the earth. Peace? And What's that mean, John? <laughs> well, what it means is uh, there's two things that are going to happen now. You know, the, 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 of course, there are a lot of forces, the military-industrial complex being one of them that, you know, they're kind of represented by the cowboy diplomacy of uh, Victoria Newland, who is the architect of a lot of things that went south in 2014 in Ukraine that has started this mess. Now she's the third most important person in the State Department. There's a lot of people who don't want this to happen. You have, frankly, here's the thing I get from my contacts in Russia and Beijing is maybe Americans would be surprised to hear this, but they do not want a weak president. You know, all this stuff on Fox and other things where they're saying, oh, you know, they want a weak, they can exploit it. No. That is completely wrong. They, they, they feel in a, it's a very destabling situation to have such a weak president in the United States right now. They respected Reagan. And by God, yeah, guess did. what Reagan did? He's a strong president. Whether you agree with him or not, Reagan ended the Cold War because they could deal with him. Now, Bush is making all the right rumblings and rumblings to do this meeting, the Russians stated again that, uh, you know, if you're going to sanction us, it doesn't matter. It was very strong stuff. Now, now it's going to take years, but what could happen, what I hope will happen by February, which I'm getting now to the NATO prophecy of Nostradamus, um, century two for February, quatrain 22 for the year 2022. Um, I'm hopeful that we're backing off because, frankly, there may be enough people in the United States government that understands that this is going to nuclear war if you 
cross certain lines. The Russians mean it, just like Kennedy meant it. And Khrushchev listened and backed off. It's time now in the karmic echo for NATO to back off from the Russian frontiers and then talk out something that makes... See, there was a treaty that they made that they broke NATO with Russia in 1997, which basically the premise was anyone's security advantage at the disadvantage of another is wrong. And didn't Khrushchev tell Kennedy, you got to give me something to take back to my generals? I got to. Oh, oh yeah. That, that, and, and that, uh, that was the, the missiles in Turkey. In Turkey, yeah. Uh, but what Khrushchev didn't understand, his greatest mistake was being born a Ukrainian Russian Soviet citizen. Uh, you know, people in Russia have been invaded all the time, tens of millions being killed. So having a very powerful, dangerous empire on your border is something they, they, they deal with. But America has been the big power in the Western Hemisphere. It has had no... Mexico has not threatened its existence. Canada doesn't threaten its existence. And so uh, Khrushchev logically thought, well, if we, they have missiles in Turkey, why can't we have missiles 90 miles off their border in Cuba? And he immediately saw his mistake, is that he never estimated... The, the Americans have never had a, a threatening neighbor in their whole existence, so their DNA was against it. And so, so he was, the, the shock of the way the Americans had, were already going to the stage of ultimatums when that happened, well, it took Russia a little longer because Russia has, as an older country, has been through a lot more. We're a young country. There's a lot of advantages to being a young country, but... There's also some immaturity issues, and uh, now the Russians have put their foot down, and when they do that, we better listen. And same with China. That fellow that was on earlier talking about China, yep. I would only say that Charlie Smith. 16 Pentagon war games showed us absolutely losing, and the reason is logistics. We would be taking our fleets thousands of miles away from their bases into the backyard of China. Taiwan Strait. And frankly, the argument is that BG has in Beijing is the same argument that Abraham Lincoln was threatening Victoria of England and the British Empire with their support of the Confederate States. This, these states are in the Union. We're going to go to war to bring them back and Taiwan is part of the Union of China, and in 1979, we signed to that, the United States. So the other thing that's happening, it's so unfortunate to see our nation doing, is how we've become a dishonest broker. We bugged out of treaties, we JCPOA, the ABM, the, the INF Treaty, we all bugged out of that, starting this whole news arms race, just unilaterally, didn't, just left. That makes us not an honest broker. And that's also very destabilizing in the world. So the, rather than what, <laughs> what Sean Hannity, who I used to debate with in this Fox, what Sean Hannity's saying and stuff like that is bunk. The, um, the, the Chinese and the Russians do not like us being weak and having weak leaders. They can't, they don't know, how, there's no way then to talk to them, and that makes They want to deal with the one strong person, don't they, John? Strong American president. 
Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.